0: Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Tim Pasqual, upholsterer to the Stars. Man, how you doing today? I'm
1: good, Bud. How are you today? I'm
0: doing great. I'm going to tell you what's going on right now, Okay. and then we're going to go back to the Super Bowl and the swap meet. All right. It went on this past okay. weekend. Cool stuff. Going on right now, t- today and tomorrow, at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. Just track it. Track days where you can take your car and have an instructor and get out there. Next weekend is chin track days. And that is a similar type thing. So you may want to check it out this weekend and then, you know, look into doing it next weekend. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you show up on site, whether if you show up on Saturday, they'll, they'll let you do it on Sunday. or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. I'm yeah. going to show up one of these okay. days. That'll, at uh, Atlanta Motorsports Park, public karting today and tomorrow starting at 1 o'clock. Remember to go online to reserve your time. Next weekend is the Porsche Club of America, HPDE. And that is all the things under the Porsche umbrella. Mm-hmm. Do you know what all those cars are, Tim?
1: No, I don't.
0: Oh, just look under the Porsche umbrella.
1: Okay, that, That's I your will. homework.
0: I know Porsche. Subaru is one of them. Yeah? Yeah. What? I believe. I don't know. It's oh, Volkswagen. That's your homework.
2: Tim's not going unless it's Volkswagen. Under yeah. There. Yeah,
0: yeah, him and his Volkswagens. Yeah, great. Yeah, great, great. sure, you know uh, I'll
2: be there.
1: Yeah. Right. With my mechanics glove on.
0: <laughs> now, I do want to point out that Tuesday, the 21st, is a karting school Mm-hmm. Uh, starting at eight thirty in the morning, and at four o'clock that day is a junior discovery experience. So if you've got a young person that's interested in karting, yeah, you can go and go through some of the preliminary stuff before you lay down the big bucks for a cart and all that stuff, oh, right, and right. find out let... whether junior or your young daughter, you know, mm-hmm. is if interested. Deal. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, car shows, let us know if you have one, and uh, try to get it to us a month in advance because we we got schedules that you know, i've got stuff that we're we're doing all over the calendar here and mm-hmm. uh, we need to schedule it in so we can uh, get it on the radio and get oh, you yeah. some uh, recognition ragtops and running boards and northeast georgia car shows facebook page is also another place to look for what's going on okay. now let's go back to the swap meet okay first of all i apologize I, I told everybody it was going to be at the Habersham County Fairgrounds in Cornelia. I had Cornelia on the brain. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, because you know, Complete Auto Parts is in Cornelia. Right. Year one is in Cornelia, mm-hmm. and, and they were in Clarksville.
1: Oh, they were in Clarksville. Swapped so, me. Yeah. Not too far away. I but got 25 of those Oh yeah, who yeah, yeah, yeah. Around Cornelia, Cornelia looking yeah. for that. No, That's why I away. couldn't find it. Yeah, I. I
0: You couldn't find your... Never mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Oh, boy. It it was
0: great. I I pulled up. It was cold. You know, it was a little chilly Mm. that morning. But I pulled up and the parking lot was full. They had over 150 vendors there. Oh, that's awesome. And they had the big building opened up that Mm -hmm. some of the vendors were inside. And this is going to be the coolest thing ever for the rest of the year. Good going, Brad. uh, Yeah. uh, Brad is back. Yay. The swap meet is back in town. Uh, next up. week, I'll give you the date of the next one as soon as I remember okay. what it is, but it's in March I remember if it's the first or second week But we'll figure that out and we'll let you know next okay. week. How's that? Yeah, did you guys watch the Super Bowl? Do you watch the Super Bowl bill
2: the Eagles were in it? That's the only thing that would get me to watch the Super Bowl and I saw so I, I did watch it. Oh Oh
0: hey, Here's the
2: thing. I wanted the AFC to win. Here's the thing the I Eagles know. made it to the Super Bowl the Phillies made it to the World Series Okay, Atlanta fans, bring it on.
1: Oh. Well, you know, my only takeaway from that game was that Kansas City absconded with the Tomahawk Chop and our champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I what the heck's it. up with that? I mean, just because you've got an Indian name, yeah. you get to take the the Tomahawk, Braves, yeah. tomahawk job uh, and, yeah, I,
0: I saw that. You, know, you know, I'm you
1: like, know. well, mm-hmm. this is just not right. Because for a second, I was having a flashback. Oh,
2: is this the World Series, or is, is this? Yeah. yeah, shouldn't they be the Kansas City Guardians or something like that? Now? Yeah,
1: right. How come they get to keep their Indian yeah. name? What
0: right. Kind of, what kind of trouble are you trying to get us in? As here? much yeah. as I possibly can. Are <laughs> you going to do some? Uh, your, uh, you going to do some football trivia your next uh,
2: outing. I, I am working on some questions based on the commercials because I think that a lot of those very clever commercials people are not going to remember who the product was no idea. interesting That's you should say problem. that i
0: watched a newscast where the the young uh co-anchor a uh, female co-anchor was absolutely clueless about three of the the top rated commercials she didn't know what the well oh, it, no, it's, it's the easy because, it. because you had the binky commercial mm. you know which was a kia commercial and it was kind of hard to mm, put yeah, the that
2: the two together yeah. you know and and I liked the commercial with the rock stars. You know, the oh, board yeah, meetings yeah, yeah, that are yeah. calling yeah. their employees rock Stanley, stars. Stanley, Paul yeah. Stanley. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. Who, was the, who, was the, who was the person? Who, who was the company? Yeah.
1: I don't know. No I clue. don't have a clue. I don't remember. Not a clue.
2: I did
0: like the Blue Moon commercial.
2: <laughs> okay, but well, you know Blue Moon. You know that's in the title. That's, that's, that's yeah. the name of the—that's that's a good commercial. Yeah. But if you do the best commercial in the world, but nobody knows what your product is, where yeah. are you? Right. All right. So give us a trivia question
0: real quick. That you're the trivia master
2: <laughs> i haven't written them yet
0: oh all right here's well, the your
2: dirty ne- little secret i was writing trivia questions while the game was on so while the commercials were running i was actually working so i saw the game but not much of the commercials but the nice thing is you can go on youtube or uh i know my favorite entertainment websites tvline.com and oh you, nice can you, can you can watch the commercials you can watch the halftime show all of i'll be doing that i saw yeah. some of the halftime show mm-hmm. i thought uh I you know, I thought I thought she was considering she was pregnant she put on a heck of a show. Yeah. Rihanna. I was in the kitchen. You didn't know she was pregnant? I uh, no. And See, there's a trivia question I could have gotten butt on. Yeah. See
0: I'm just going to I'm just going to leave it there.
2: By the way, djtrivia.com now that we're nationwide, even if you're not in the local area, you can log on to djtrivia.com, you can read the clues that I post up there for your game and piping in your zip code, you'll find a game near you. We
0: know, we start we need to start using Nationwide as a theme song. Maybe we can get it, an, until an insurance we get, company until to underwrite the show. Oh, yeah. there you go. Oh, right. That nationwide, I was thinking of yeah. ZZ Top. <laughs> oh. Because <Yeah>, <laughs> we we're can't all do nationwide. That. We now. can't use that now. All right. Deja Vu all over again. Who was that? That was Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. I couldn't remember if it was Yogi or. Yeah, now that makes sense. I yeah. was thinking
1: it was Babe Ruth. but Get a picnic basket. In, in the world. Boy, not not that Yogi. In the,
0: in the world of automotive <laughs> news, remember the Agave husk dashboards we talked about and the vegetable coated wiring right, on the new right, cars right, yeah you know we talked about that over the years mm-hmm. uh ford i think had the agave uh, husk dashboard we right, joked right. You could, and you know, they're all
1: using the got, uh, yeah if you
0: got stranded you could eat the dashboard
1: right. maybe they're all using soy based wire installations so.
0: oh yeah which is great you yeah. know if you leave your car somewhere for very long and the critters don't mm-hmm.
1: the go make, yeah, don't, don't make a yeah
0: don't don't make a feast of it mm-hmm. So, I run across this article about Goodyear making a tire from soybean oil, rice husks, and pine resin. And this thing has already been tested. This is, this is already, this works.
1: Right, right, right. Right, right, right. It, yeah. You got sure notes
0: is. written all over your notes. I know I do. Go because where you're...
1: Goodyear says there are 17 sustainable ingredients that include things like recycled polyester, plant-based components like soybean oil, rice husk waste, and bio-renewable pine tree resin. So it also uses steel with a high recycled content and ISCC certification mass balance polymers from bio and bio circular feedstock. So I'm like, well, what is ISCC certification to start with? Well, that's the international sustainability and career certification, which is a globally applicable sustainability certification program. Could you repeat that? Yeah, right. And so what are mass balance polymers? Well, Mass balance is a set of rules for determining the use of recycled content in a final product. So, there you go. You got go. more to
0: go on this. We'll have to get back into yeah, this well, later in, Later you. in the show. So,
1: are the tires going to attract rodents? Are you going to see I rats I don't. I Chopping
2: your tires is good so You go don't want to park the car in that neighborhood. Yeah. The rats <laughs> have them tires, man. Did you guys read Uncle Wiggly stories when you were growing up? Uh, no. no. His, car, his car had a turnip steering wheel.
0: Oh, really? Mm? <laughs> turnip. Iron. Turnip. Hey, you got a classic muscle car you need to restore. You're not going to get a turnip steering wheel for it, but you're going to go to.
1: Year one, the muscle car experts in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast podcast. Yeah.
0: Every week, go to Access WDUN. You know, you can listen to it there. You can listen to podcasts on all your favorite available podcast sites. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, brought to you by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Tim, what do we say about
1: both of those great establishments? Hometown people working together to bring you the best parts, tires, service, and repairs. Yeah, we got another hometown town guy
0: on the phone with us right now. That would be Frank James from American Resto Mods. Frank, how you doing today, man? Hey,
3: Frank good guys hey nice to talk to you uh
0: ah, well, it's good to be talked to you don't you can't imagine how hard that is for us sometimes when we're out in public <clears throat> what what is in your shop right now man
3: uh i've got all kinds of stuff going on right now we've got we've got quite an array we've got everything i actually have everything from a porsche in here to uh old Dotson's and a 34 ford and, wow. and typical muscle cars so it's a it's an eclectic group right now. So, <laughs> a Datsun, what,
0: what are you doing with a Datsun? You put an LS in it or something? That's what I was going to ask.
3: <laughs> actually, you know, no, this thing actually has a, uh, it's a, a, a six-cylinder that came in the 2010 Camaros. Uh, really? Yeah, kind of interesting, a little different, different build. Is, uh, that a, is that a V6? Yeah, yeah, it is, it is.
0: Oh, so they put a V6 in it. I
3: think it was like, I think they were like 310 horsepower. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know. It, so is it this a pushrod engine? Ride.
0: Pushrod ride engine? Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, so
0: it's a 4.3 V6. Mm-hmm. Okay, that I thing's. I believe that's
3: what they were. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure. This just recently came into us, so we're still cool. um, figuring some things out. But, yeah, we're, we're doing a little bit on that. And then we've got oh, uh, you know, your typical muscle car builds and, and what have you.
0: Well, the cons, uh, consumer electronics show, PRI and SEMA show, have passed. You know, uh, before the first of the year. But what, what's new out there?
3: You know, there's there's all kinds of stuff. There always is every year, from from new tools to gadgets to to parts and pieces. Um, you know, we're seeing what we're seeing a lot of, or at least in my my personal opinion, we're seeing a lot of. There's a lot of improvement going on. Um, there's a lot of. Uh, Maybe a little, I would say less kind of new, um, brand new stuff, and, and more of a, things are becoming more refined. Uh, they're they're addressing issues with things. They're they're perfecting products, and um, so you're just seeing a lot of a lot of growth in the industry. I would say even with even with all the EV stuff that's happening out there, which is a a you know if you want to say a, a huge sector. Uh, for sure, uh, but but there's still there's still growth across the board. They're they're just really really fine tuning things.
0: I think the EV stuff is going to be tough to to initiate because of the cost of the of the kits for these cars. But you bring up a good point. If you can take the stuff that you've got right now and develop it even better, one of the things that sticks in my mind is fuel systems. Uh, the, they've they've refined the pumps to the point now that you don't have to take a tank out and. And modify the tank to put the pump in tell us a little bit about that
3: yeah i mean there's uh well actually now they there's tank kits really for for most of your classic car builds and even even new car stuff where they're already baffled and and everything internally and in the tank is is set up right uh you know holes are cut ready for your your fuel pumps and everything just like brand new cars and these things bolt right up you know right up to these old cars and uh and and hook up and go um you know and and you you've got everything from 1000 plus horsepower pumps to your regular old 350 you know uh, old school motor in there so uh, the the choices are just limitless
0: well, we, I and mean, we're getting away from the the pumps that are external and mounted on the frame rail and that cuz uh, that's aggravation
3: absolutely and and those were they're they're not as efficient. Uh, you do end up having pickup problems because you know you're you're not baffled in your tank properly, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, and, and just uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's evolved is what's going on.
0: Okay, when we went from in in the real world, when we went from carburetors to electronic carburetors, then we went to throttle body fuel injection, and you know in the, in the high performance world, I guess the thing that that jumped out there immediately. Was a sniper system from Holly, but there's and I'm not knocking anybody's product. There's, there's, you know, there's something out there for everyone. Uh, sure. But what what are the refinements in throttle body systems and port systems and stuff like that that are that are bolt on and don't have a gazillion wires and you know look uh, nice? Think, and Do well, the job.
3: I, that's it. I think you've nailed it. I mean, they've streamlined the process. Uh, they've streamlined uh, you know getting it, the installation. Uh, and 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 again, it goes back to its improvement. I mean, the simple answer is. They just run and work better than they did when they first came out a few years ago. Right, um, right. And and, and yeah, uh, we rarely, we rarely have even with uh, across different brands, we rarely have too much trouble uh, with any of them. Um, some. Some things we've learned from others, you know, you kind of know their their little quirks, uh, design differences, or whatever. But once uh, you know all that's figured out, it they they really are just they work.
0: Well, back in back in my knuckle dragon days, you know, you you replace a two barrel intake with a four barrel intake. Now putting fuel injection on port fuel injection isn't much more than that anymore because the, everything's all put together. You just unbolt one manifold and stick the other that's- one
3: on that's exactly right run a few different wires and and a few different fuel hookups and that's it you're you're ready to go huh
1: and it's efficient
3: it is very efficient
1: okay well let's talk about the plug-and-play systems for engine swaps now we know you can get like an LT engine and a 10-speed from GM what other manufacturers are involved in these plug-and-play systems
3: there's a they they all your major major ones out there now I guess would be well Ford and, and Chrysler at this point right um, yeah. or Dodge um, yeah I mean you know Ford's got their their Coyote motors there's also um, they've also I believe they're offering a package now with their Godzilla motor
0: yeah yeah um, we've talked about that
3: yep yeah, and then uh, and then you know you've got all your your Hemi stuff you know uh, and and things like that from from uh, from Dodge that. You can get the same kind of plug-and-play packages. They're all a little different, you know, depending on manufacturer and require different bits and pieces and kind of come with different options. But, yep, they're same, same basic concept. You get your, kind of, your whole basic kit to all in one.
0: Well, I think for hot rodders, one of the most aggravating things, especially those older guys with, with uh, decreasing eyesight, let's put it that way. They need really big glasses is trying to do wiring systems on cars. You know, Painless makes them, American Auto Wire and and on and on and on. Are they streamlining those kits now so you can you know, I don't say that anybody makes a a kit like for a Camaro necessarily, but where you can streamline the kit, put in a a fuse block that's got 20 you know, 20 inputs into it, outputs and and, uh, go from there?
3: Absolutely. I mean, and that's that's what we use all the time Um, you know they they make their kits where it's a factory replacement so all the everything just kind of ran the way it would have from the factory and everything plugs up or then they make their universals which pretty much has all that plus like you said uh, tons of different connections and and you can do all the updates and and there's just plenty of stuff there and and plenty of length of wire and not going to help you too much, though, with being able to read the fine print. Thank I'll you, worry. thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Okay,
1: on ignition systems and coil pack wiring, Frank, are we eliminating the need for control boxes and such on these street systems?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, unless you're running, you know, unless you're old school. You know, mm. if you've got any, any kind of new fuel-injected LS, uh, Coyote, whatever it may be, um, yeah, that, that stuff's gone. Um, you, you just don't need it anymore.
0: Hmm taking all the fun out of this you know yeah, <laughs> all the that's, mystery doesn't sound streamlined
3: like and made easier see yeah.
0: yeah well that's a good deal how can folks you know learn more about what you know what you guys are doing and how to coordinate these different uh processes together because it's not as easy as slapping an engine in you you may have to do modifications to your chassis and stuff to handle the kind of horsepower that you guys can build over there um how can somebody come in and lay out a project and get realistic about their, their time and their, their income and their input and all that kind of stuff. Uh, how can they do all that?
3: Yeah, the biggest thing they can do is to reach out, give us, give us a phone call, um, start off with the conversation. You can also contact us through social media, um, all of our email and stuff is out there. And uh, just start the conversation and, and go from there. And then at some point, you know, we, we basically, we want you to come in. We want you to see the shop. We want to see pictures, meet face-to-face, hear your stories, see what we can do, and uh, and, and develop a plan from there.
0: And no, you can't build it in a week. <laughs> no, no Frank. sir. <laughs> Frank James, American Restomage, Buford, Georgia. Thanks for taking the time to be with us here Bud's Garage.
4: Thanks, Frank. Thank you, guys.
0: Hey, we appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be right back here Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN welcome back into bud's garage brought to you by complete auto parts and oakwood tire and
1: more tim what do we say about those great places hometown people working together to bring you the best parts tires service and repairs that is absolutely true and we
0: got another hometown guy kind of sorta he hangs out here in the country with us sometimes but uh you may know him as the traffic copter reporter from uh wsb or we know him from the performance racing network as a pit reporter that would be doug turnbull doug welcome back into bud's garage again and again hey doug
4: hey good to be back with both of you guys i'm honored to be on here to kick off the 2023 nascar season
0: well you're going to be at the biggest race of the season tomorrow in the year of the 75th anniversary of nascar the daytona 500 first (laughs) one Before we get into this, you and I were talking earlier in the week, putting some notes together. What What is the status of Kyle Bus- uh, Kyle Bush and the Mexican Federales? Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, what a, what a strange story that comes out of left field and this on the horizon of Kyle Bush's next chapter in his career as he's moved from Joe Gibbs Racing being there 15 years to the Richard Childers Racing operation and the number eight Chevrolet. But, it, it you know, you got all that to talk about. And then... Monday, I guess Monday, almost two weeks ago now, Kyle Bush puts out a statement just out of nowhere on social media saying that he is a concealed carry legal gun owner in the United States. I would think and so. And went to went to Mexico. That had one, had a handgun or had some kind of uh, firearm accidentally in his bag, and they found it and detained him. Then the then the story developed a little bit in the middle of that week, and. The headline is juicy. It's you know Kyle Busch sentenced to three and a half years in prison. Yeah. Or convicted and sentenced, you know, and a a certain fine for that deal. And and I think the way it's worked out is that he's you know paid enough money to be able to avoid an actual jail sentence. And so this story is as quote sexy as it is in main news vernacular. In the racing world, there's nobody acting like Kyle Busch is going to miss any time behind the wheel of a race car. And, more importantly, NASCAR has not said that it's going to suspend Kyle Busch for any kind of conduct because owning a concealed firearm and having a permit is not, uh, you know, frowned upon in the United States. Right.
1: Well, Well, uh, I mean, who's not carrying a gun in Mexico?
4: <laughs> yeah, well, you okay. got a, Kyle Bush is. <laughs> you got a
0: point. What What are your expectations for the seventy fifth uh, season of NASCAR? Second year for the the quote unquote new car. What do What do you What do you see?
4: I think that normalcy is going to return to a certain extent. I, I mean, look, anything can happen. I think the sport the, just by juicing up the entertainment factor has become inherently a little bit less predictable. In recent years, with just a playoff format and people being in similar race cars, but, look, IndyCar has spec cars, and that's what this second-year race car is. The Jid 7 car in the Cup Series is a mostly spec race car. So, you know, does the IndyCar Series have 19 different winners or that kind of deal going on? No, it doesn't. And last year in 2022, having in the Cup Series that 19 different winners number, that tied a record, and that tied a record for a reason because it hardly ever happens. You know, 2001 was the last time it happened. I think it, if you were going to compare the extreme peaks of drama that we saw a year ago and measure 2023 success against that, you're almost certainly going to be disappointed. That, that being said, when you look at it, if you're doing preseason predictions, and I laugh at these – anybody that won a race last year, you would expect them to do it again and maybe do a little more. And then the drivers that underperformed last year, Kyle Busch included, but also Martin Truex Jr. and Brian Blaney who went winless, if you expect them to win a little more, well, you run out of 36 races quickly. So I I don't see how everybody's going to have an optimistic upswing. And I'm sure there are some people that got these one off wins or maybe had five wins and instead man to get two or three.
0: I think a lot of the new guys though adjusted to this car because they didn't have any pre- preconceived notions of what the car should be. The older guys kinda yeah. kinda fought it and fought their driving style and, you know, instead of just taking what they had and they, they kind of fought against the uh, You know, the building of the car and all that. And it was wasted time, really. So uh, the car took a heck of a beating last year and still kept running at a lot of races. Uh, At Daytona, they kind of tiptoed, you know, because it was first time out with the car. Nobody knew what the car, you know, how it was going to hold up. I think this year, Daytona, they're going to be, you know, rubbing and racing if they can, because they found out you can get away with a lot of things with this car you couldn't with the old one.
4: There was a feeling in the garage, and I was there a year ago that, I mean, do they even have cars to be able to take to the next races across the country on the West Coast? Right, yeah. Much less, you know, chew up one or two cars, so they're real cautious in practice, and and, and even if you had the cars, per se, just being able to get replacement parts, and the cost of these cars, the startup costs, way more than the old car. Now, the the research and development of crafting your own parts is where you know, where you save money in the long run, but in the short run, these cars... They're you know two or three times more expensive, so they were really trying hard not to tear up the $50,000 underbodies, the, the carbon fiber underbodies of the race cars and stuff you know more about, bud, but they are trying real hard, and now I think that they've built up a supply to be a little bit less cautious in this. However, it is still expensive to junk one of these things, and keep in mind that if you get a little bit of damage, I mean, you, you do have seven minutes versus six minutes a year ago to repair it, but that link can be a little finicky in the back. And the seven minutes is about how long it takes to change one. if you nail the, you know, say, the right rear of the car against the wall, that's going to, you know, that, that, that puts that toe leak in a vulnerable spot.
1: Yeah, I can yeah, so see that. With car changes, rule changes, and new drivers, uh, how, how, ma- how many rookies are in this race?
4: Oh, good. well, so in the Daytona 500, and I know the field's been decided by now, but I think you have what, about six rookies or so going for it because you had Austin Hill and Chandler Smith on the the rookie entry list along with Travis Pastrana and Connor Daly. So that's four right there. And then running full-time on the rookie side, you have Noah Gregson and Ty Gibbs. Um, and, uh, you know, though that's that's also – I mean, that, that I get that number is six, right, you know, for the 500. But running full-time in the series – going to be just ty gibbs and noah gregson I'm, I'm just scanning my mind right now i don't think anybody else got the promotion this past year so it's going to be big to see what gregson and gibbs respectively could do uh, gibbs obviously stepping into kyle bush's long tenured number 18 ride rebranded as number 54 for joe gibbs racing gregson is with a rebranded race team legacy motor club that now has jimmy johnson as a co-owner and that that's going to be big to see what johnson's tutelage and influence could do to make what was formerly petty gms racing run better uh gregson i i think the expectations have to be lower on his side just because he's with a mid-level race team whereas ty gibbs is stepping into a high-level race team
0: yeah that, you, that's interesting because is there mid-level uh, aside from budget is there mid-level high-level teams when you're running a spec car how do you interpret think,
4: that well i think the budget is the difference because you could have 70 engineers looking at how to assemble the same bucket of bolts versus seven so i think the budget is the differentiator between mid-level and and higher level team but you know look track house racing is a team that i would call a mid-level team just by number of people employed number of teams on the track there's only two it took over chip ganassi racing which was a high mid-level team it wasn't an a-level team i would say so, I mean, but, but Trackhouse Racing, at least one of their cars, ran consistently in the top five yeah. last year, Ross Chastain. So right. you could be a mid-level team and, could, and get A-level success.
0: Okay. Well, no pressure here, but who, who's going to win the Daytona 500?
4: <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, look.
0: You've got to look at the guys about, that are, who are who good at restrictor good the, plates. Who's
4: good in the plate? What's that?
0: The plate tracks, you know, it's somebody that's good at the plate tracks.
4: I mean, look, so... Denny Hamlin's won three of them. You got to think that he's a favorite. Ryan Blaney, who's never won the 500, led a bunch of laps in that race and came within a whisker of winning it a year ago. And his teammate Austin Cendric threw the big block on him. Um, Ross Chastain won Talladega, you know, the first Talladega yeah, yeah. race a year ago, and that was not necessarily expected. I'm I'm not sure that I vote him as a top top getter, um, but I, I got to think too. Chase Elliott. You know, he's starting to have the years add up just a little bit to where he hasn't won the big race. I think he's got to be a favorite. And then you got to look at, too, some guys that have been in this deal a long time that have still never won that race. Kyle Busch, driving for a new team, and also Brad Keselowski, who was very fast in Daytona a year ago and is very proficient in these tight tracks, but he has never won the Crown Jewel 500.
0: Well, we'll see it together, won't we?
4: Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right.
0: How can folks catch up with Doug Turnbull?
4: Yeah, best thing, I think is on Twitter, at Doug Turnbull, like left turn and male cow, T-U-R-N-B-U-L-L, at Doug Turnbull. And then the 5 to Go Racing podcast, which we uh, talk about racing with Dan Elliott, Bill's brother, and Devin Kupka, a younger Gen Z race fan. We get on there and mix it up about racing issues. So 5 to Go Racing podcast, or at Doug Turnbull on Twitter.
0: All right, man. Doug Turnbull, thanks for taking the time to be with us here, Bud Scratch. Thanks, Doug. The
4: honor is mine. Thank you both.
0: We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, brought to you by Complete Auto Parts and
1: Oakwood Tire and more. Tim, what do we say about both of those great establishments? Hometown people working together to bring you the best parts, tires, service and repairs. Yeah, we
0: got another hometown guy on the phone with us right now. That would be Frank James from American Resto Mods. Frank, how you doing today, man? Hey,
1: Frank
3: good guys hey nice to talk to you uh
0: ah, well, it's good to be talked to you don't you can't imagine how hard that is for us sometimes when we're out in public <clears throat> what what is in your shop right now man
3: uh i've got all kinds of stuff going on right now we've got we've got quite an array we've got everything i actually have everything from a porsche in here to uh old Dotson's and a 34 ford and, wow. and your typical muscle cars so it's a it's an eclectic group right now. <laughs> so, a uh, Datsun, what,
0: what are you doing with a Datsun? You putting an LS in it or something?
3: That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> actually, you know, no, this thing actually has a, uh, it's a, a, a six-cylinder that came in the 2010 Camaros. Um, really? Yeah, kind of interesting, a little different, different build. Uh, is, that a,
1: is that
0: a V6?
3: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is.
0: Oh, so they put a V6 in it. I
3: think it was like I think they were like 310 horsepower. Okay. Oh wow. Um, so you know, it, so it, is it this a pushrod engine?
0: Pushrod engine? Yeah,
3: oh, yeah, yeah. No. Absolutely. Okay, so it's
0: a 4.3 V6. Mm-hmm. Okay, that thing. I thing's, believe that's
3: what they were. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. This just recently came into us, so we're still cool. um, figuring some things out. But yeah, we're we're doing a little bit on that, and then we've got oh, uh, you know, your typical muscle car builds and and what have you. Well. Oh.
0: The cons, uh, Consumer Electronics Show, PRI and SEMA show, have passed, you know, uh, before the first of the year. But what, what's new out there?
3: You know, there's there's all kinds of stuff. There always is every year, from from new tools to gadgets to to parts and pieces. Um, you know, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of, or at least in my my personal opinion, we're seeing a lot of. There's a lot of improvement going on. Um, there's a lot of. Uh, Maybe a little, I would say less kind of new, um, brand new stuff, and and more of a, things are becoming more refined. Uh, they're they're addressing issues with things. They're they're perfecting products, and um, so you're just seeing a lot of a lot of growth in the industry. I would say even with even with all the EV stuff that's happening out there, which is a a you know if you want to say a, a huge sector. Uh for sure. Uh, but but there's still there's still growth across the board. They're they're just really, really fine tuning things. I
0: think the E V stuff is gonna to be tough to to initiate because of the cost of the of the kits for these cars. But you bring up a good point. If you can take the stuff that you've got right now and develop it even better, one of the things that sticks in my mind is fuel systems uh the they've they've refined the pumps to the point now that you don't have to take a tank out and and modify the tank to put the pump in. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, well, actually now there's tank kits really for, for most of your classic car builds and even even new car stuff where they're already baffled and, and everything internally in the tank is, is set up right, uh, you know, holes are cut ready for your, your fuel pumps and everything just like brand new cars and these things bolt right up, you know, right up to these old cars and, uh, and, and hook up and go um you know and and you you've got everything from thousand plus horsepower pumps to your regular old 350 you know uh, old school motor in there so uh, the the choices are just limitless
0: now. Well, we, and we're getting away from the the pumps that are external and mounted on the frame course, rail and that, that cuz as- that's aggravation.
3: absolutely and and those were they're they're not as efficient. Uh, you do end up having pickup problems because you know you're you're not baffled in your tank properly, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, and, and just uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's evolved is what's going on.
0: Okay, when we went from in in the real world, when we went from carburetors to electronic carburetors, then we went to throttle body fuel injection, and you know in the, in the high performance world, I guess the thing that that jumped out there immediately was a sniper system from holly but there's and i'm not knocking anybody's product there's there's you know there's something out there for everyone uh sure. but what what are the refinements in throttle body systems and port systems and stuff like that that are that are bolt on and don't have a gazillion wires and you know look uh, nice think, and do well, the job
3: I, that's it i think you've nailed it i mean they've streamlined the process uh they've streamlined uh, you know getting into the installation uh, and, and and again it goes back to its improvement I mean the simple answer is they just run and work better than they did when they first came out a few years ago right um, right and, and, and yeah we rarely we rarely have even with uh, across different brands we rarely have too much trouble uh, with any of them um, some, some things we've learned from others, you know, you kind of know their their little quirks, uh, design differences or whatever. But once, uh, you know, all that's figured out, it, they, they really are just, they work.
0: Well, back in, back in my knuckle Dragon days, you know, you, you replace a two-barrel intake with a four-barrel intake. Now, putting fuel injection on port fuel injection isn't much more than that anymore because the, everything's all put together. You just unbolt one manifold and stick the other that's- one on
3: that's exactly right run a few different wires and and a few different fuel hookups and that's it you're you're ready to go
0: huh and it's efficient
3: it is very efficient
1: okay well let's talk about the plug-and-play systems for engine swaps now we know you can get like an lt engine and a 10 speed from gm what other manufacturers are involved in these plug-and-play systems
3: there's a uh, they, they all your, your major major ones out there now I guess would be well Ford and, and Chrysler at this point right um, yep. or Dodge um, yeah I mean you know Ford's got their their Coyote motors there's also um, they've also I believe they're offering a package now with their Godzilla motor
0: yeah yeah um, we've talked about that
3: yep and then uh, and then you know you've got all your your Hemi stuff you know uh, and and things like that from from uh, from Dodge that you can get the same kind of plug-and-play packages they're all a little different you know depending on manufacturer and require different bits and pieces and kind of come with different options but yep they're same same basic concept you get your kind of your whole basic kit to all in one
0: well i think for hot rodders one of the most aggravating things especially those older guys with with uh, decreasing eyesight let's put it that way <laughs> <laughs> they need really big glasses is trying to do wiring systems on cars. You know, Painless makes them, American Auto Wire, and, and on and on and on. Are they streamlining those kits now so you can you know, I don't say that anybody makes a, a kit like for a Camaro necessarily, but where you can streamline the kit, put in a, a fuse block that's got 20 you know, 20 inputs into it, outputs and, and uh, oh, go yeah. from that's,
3: there? A- absolutely. I mean, and that's that's what we use all the time um you know they they make their kits where it's a factory replacement so all the everything just kind of ran the way it would have from the factory and everything plugs up or then they make their universals which pretty much has all that plus like you said uh, tons of different connections and and you can do all the updates and and there's just plenty of stuff there and and plenty of length of wire and Not going to help you too much, though, with being able to read the fine print. Thank you, thank you, thank you
1: for that. (laughs) Okay, on ignition systems and coil pack wiring, Frank, are we eliminating the need for control boxes and such on these street systems?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, unless you're running, you know, unless you're you're old school, you -hmm. know, if you've got any any kind of new fuel-injected LS, uh, Coyote, whatever it may be, um, yeah, that that stuff's gone. Um, you, You just don't need it anymore. Hmm
0: taking all the fun out of this you know yeah <laughs> all the that's, mystery sound like
3: streamlined it. and made easier see yeah.
0: yeah well that's a good deal how can folks you know learn more about what you know what you guys are doing and how to coordinate these different uh processes together because it's not as easy as slapping an engine in you you may have to do modifications to your chassis and stuff to handle the kind of horsepower that you guys can build over there um how can somebody come in and lay out a project? And get realistic about their, their time and their, their income and their input and all that kind of stuff. Uh, how can they do all that?
3: Yeah, the biggest thing they can do is to reach out, give us, give us a phone call. Um, start off with the conversation. You can also contact us through social media. Um, all of our email and stuff is out there. And uh, just start the conversation and, and go from there. And then at some point, you know, we, we basically we want you to come in. We want you to see the shop. We want to see pictures, meet face-to-face, hear your stories, see what we can do, and uh, and, and develop a plan from there.
0: And no, you can't build it in a week. <laughs> no, no Frank. sir. <laughs> Frank James, American Restomod, Buford, Georgia. Thanks for taking the time to be with us here at Bud's Garage. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, guys. Hey, we appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. W-D-U-N.